This is a Mortarbox Media Podcast. For more podcasts and to learn how we can help you create your own, visit mortarboxmedia.com. Hey guys, it's Adam here. And this episode of Madison Story Slam is a little different than other ones that you've heard before. If you don't know, we also do a thing called Read It and Weep where people read things that they wrote before they graduated high school or things they've written that they have at least 10 years separation from. We had our first live Read It and Weep show in May 2018, and our next one is going to be scheduled very soon. So to get you used to what we do at Read It and Weep, I thought maybe we would show you one of our original episodes of that podcast. So, on today's episode, get ready to hear some great things read by great people from before they graduated high school. And just one more reminder that this episode is from last year, so any updates that you hear about specific dates for different events, they are from last year, so you do not want to pay attention to them, because those events have already happened. Okay, now without further ado, here is Read It and Weep. Welcome to Read It and Weep, the show where we ask you to come and read your old writings. Anything that you've written before you graduated high school, or anything that you've written that you have at least 10 years separation from. On this episode of Read It and Weep Show, things are going to be just a little different from the episodes you're used to. You see, just this last weekend, we had our very first live Read It and Weep Show. We had 10 brave souls sign up to read their old journals, short stories, poetry. One of our readers, Ben Klebzig, read an autobiography that he wrote in 8th grade, and it was fantastic. You'll hear that on a later episode, but on this episode, we're going to feature three of the readings. Fair warning, one of them is from me. But we've got three readings that are relatively short, and there's not going to be as much explanation as we usually have on the show. You're just going to hear the readings, maybe a little intro from each person, and then they're going to read, and it's going to be fantastic. If you like the show, let us know by leaving a rating and a review on iTunes, and then visit patreon.com slash show if you want to support it. Our first reader is Shauna Youngdahl. Awesome. Well, first off, uh, this is super cool. I love these events so much, and it's awesome that we're here in a different, completely format, so this is going to be super, super fun. Um, But yeah, like Adam was saying, this piece has always been on my mind because it's something that I wrote when I was early on in high school, but it's something that I, like, I know I would still write to this day, and it's something that probably 99.9% of people would not want to admit to. Um, so we've all, we all have crushes. Maybe we used to have more when we were in school and exposed more people. We still have them now. And if you recall that feeling, 
You remember that sometimes your crushes didn't reciprocate? And you wouldn't understand that because you'd have a crush on this person because you knew you were destined for each other and you'd be like, why can't you also realize that we are destined for each other as well? Like, why are you blind to this? So I had this, like, many crushes during my school year, more so than relationships. They were my relationships. I made those bitches my relationships. <laughs> and so my crushes would go on, and I would make them obvious to the people that I had crushes on, which was half of the fun. And so this story in particular is about a guy that I had a mad, intense crush on in high school, and he would always tease me by saying, oh yeah, Shauna, you and I will go out on a date, I'll take you to McDonald's. <laughs> and he'd always say that to me, and I'd be like, okay, when are we going? Like, I'm down, like, when are we going? But then he would just like laugh and walk away, and I'd be like, stop breaking my heart, dude. So this would happen all the time, and so finally, I just got fed up with that bullshit and wrote our date in my imagination, which, unfortunately for you guys, in my romantic life, goes unfortunately like this. <sighs> your sparkling blue eyes, your goofy faces you make at the teachers. Every day I look at you and fantasize how much happier I would be if you just asked me out already, because we both know you totally think I'm like the coolest chick ever. But that's because I am. You joke about taking me on a date to the most romantic restaurant in the world, McDonald's. But I don't think you realize that I envision exactly how that date would go. And it's a little something like this. <coughs> so embarrassing, I love this. You pick me up a quarter to eight in a carriage pulled not by horses, but by two of your friends that I hate. <laughs> Dressed in a manner only the men in black could identify with, you take me by the hand and, as you look at me with your shining blue, I forgot to write eyes, you tell me I am the most beautiful girl sent from the heavens, a specimen so gorgeous that I would make Angelina Jolie get down on her almost breakable hands and knees and beg for mercy and a little redemption. You make me feel like the North Star because that is the only star besides the sun that I know, and therefore the most important. Our carriage ride to Mickey D's would involve laughing together at immature jokes, all while listening to the forming of rainbows and lollipops raining from the sky. The only thing that would make this more perfect would be rage against the machine driving next to us playing bulls on parade, which does happen. We arrived to our destination, fashionably late, even though there had been no reservation set. You open the entrance door for me, and as you do, white rose petals drop from the perfectly stained ceiling. Nothing in this world is perfect. The cashier standing, a little too straight for my liking, awaits our order. Turning to you, I peer straight into your eyes that seem to be sparkling now more than ever. I could see myself smiling back at me in your pupil, and somehow at that moment, without a word said or a pointed finger, you knew what I wanted. I wanted a Happy Meal. <laughs> I wanted that piece of crap toy that I will probably lose a minute after tearing it out of that mini plastic bag. I wanted a hamburger that was smaller than my hand. But also, at that exact moment, 
I had wanted something else, also. Something that could not be ordered or deep fried till it has no soul anymore. It's just a lard of death. Something that I guess could be paid for, but that would be weird and I'm not into the whole, I'm going to jail because I paid for this thing. That something was you. And so we embraced French fried together so intensely that the ice cream machine too exploded with passion. Milky. And then our night ended, wrapped up in each other's warm bodies that we now shared as one, sprawled in a tunnel in the McDonald's play pace, staring in silence at the colorful circular tube that encircles us. We whisper, very nice, lovingly into each other's beautiful ears. Shauna told me that night that, you know, she was reading this journal, this diary entry that's a, a date from her imagination, an imaginary date, if you will. She told me also that, unfortunately for the boy, and unfortunately for the audience that night at Mr. Roberts, her imagination wasn't quite ordinary. But man, I am sure glad that it's not because that piece is very funny hilarious so thank you to Shauna for being willing to help us out for our first live event at Mr. Roberts she opened up the show with that and it really did set the tone for the entire evening up next you're going to hear a piece that I wrote as a senior in high school and it is a weird short story about a guy who has a short memory and uh, there's a lot of death in it but I still got an A- minus on it so here's me reading that this was written uh, in February 8th 2006 and just so you know I went to a private Christian school K-12 through so I literally haven't read this in almost 13 years so if there is some weird conservative shit in here I apologize (laughs) Um, so Adam Rosted creative writing February 8th 2006 Uh, so we had a writing prompt if I could change one thing about myself I would change my and then I left that blank I I didn't put anything I was perfect The title is Psychological Warfare. A pretty heavy topic for an 18-year-old. Carl is a cop. He's a good guy. Frank is a drug dealer. He's a bad guy. One day, while Carl was on the beat, he saw Frank making a drug deal. So he chased him. It was a pursuit, if you will. (laughs) Uh, It was a pursuit, if you will. Carl chased him down an alley and caught him. Carl then took out his nightstick and beat Frank senseless. He hit Frank in the head many, many times. It was magical. My teacher uh, circled the word magical and wrote, word choice poor. (laughs) 
She's not wrong. <laughs> Maybe I will actually start this story now. Aaron was running, I've changed character names. Aaron was running from the cops. He had been running for as long as he could remember, which isn't that strange because he only has a memory span of seven seconds. Originally, the cops started chasing him because Aaron killed a man named Tom. Tom was, a, Tom, <laughs> Tom was Aaron's father. His mother, Agnes, <laughs> asked him to. <laughs> so he did, and then he killed her, too. <laughs> All in seven seconds. When the cops showed up and told Aaron his parents were dead, he sobbed and sobbed. And then the cops looked down and noticed that Aaron was covered in blood. They asked how it happened, and he told them he didn't know. They tried to arrest him, but he ran. He ran so far away. He just ran. He ran all night and day. Couldn't get away. After about seven seconds, Aaron forgot why he was running and said, why am I running? And then he stopped. And then he saw the cops chasing him and he said, why are those cops running at me? So he ran again, not knowing the reason for this pursuit. Little did Aaron know that soon he would be running off a cliff to his impending doom. He used to know, but now he just forgot, so he ran. <laughs> you may be asking, why can't he remember things, and can he remember his name? <laughs> it's supposed to be, why can he remember his name? The answers are simple, my friends. He can't remember things because he was hit in the head with a tack hammer several times a few years ago. <laughs> it was at... It was at the <laughs> It was at the National Tack Hammer Convention. <laughs> and yes, he can remember his name. <laughs> he can remember things from before he got hit in the head. So, you know. Anyway, so there Aaron was about to run off a cliff. He noticed it just in time and grabbed his trusty parachute out of his pocket. He put the parachute on, and then he jumped off the cliff. As he was falling, he thought about how great this feeling was. The free fall was so amazing. He loved it. It was the most exhilarating thing he could remember. He wanted it to last forever. He closed his eyes for a few seconds to enjoy it. Unfortunately, those few seconds were all it took for him to forget where he was, what he was doing, and most importantly, how to operate a parachute. But just then, a small aircraft swooped down and caught Aaron. <sighs> this makes no sense. Aaron lay there for five seconds, stood up, and two seconds later, forgot where he was. So, he walked off the plane and died. <laughs> How dastardly. <laughs> the pilot screamed in horror. And then he flew his plane into a rock formation that just happened to be hanging over a town in the desert. The huge rock formation toppled to the town, killing countless people. <laughs> There's a lot of death in this short story. <laughs> Unfortunately, that town kept one of, the, one of the biggest nuclear bomb factories known to mankind. And the rock hit it, and then the world blew up. <laughs> just then, in the outer realm of space... Two aliens had a conversation. The plan worked, Bustranzor. The world is no more. You're right, Greg. Let's rejoice. Uh, so that's it. And my teacher wrote, 
uh, she gave me an A minus on this shit. And she wrote, you are such a goofus, Adam. Yeah, Mrs. Wells, I am a goofus, but I'd rather be a goofus than a gallant any day of the week. So I wrote that in a creative writing class, and uh, the thing is, we had to come up with a new short story every single week, and uh, it was the second time that I had taken this creative writing class. Uh, If you listen to one of the episodes where I talked about that, you'll find out that I scammed my way into having uh, this class again and having a count for, for actual credit. But, you know, by, by my senior year, by the end of my senior year, trying to come up with a new story every single week just got old. So a lot of my stories became these goofy, weird, strange adventure stories where, where people died a lot. And I think maybe my teacher kind of got sick of that. Up next, we have Angela Bearwolf. Yes, her last name is Bearwolf. How awesome is that? And she is reading some poetry that she wrote as an elementary school student. And in a future episode, we will hear her dare graduation speech. Here's Angela. Being mad. When you're mad, you stomp your feet, you get all red, and steam starts coming out of your ears. You fall to the ground, kicking your legs and moving your arms a lot. You throw a tantrum and scream really loud and cry, so you blow your nose. Then your head hurts. You scream louder and cry louder. Then everyone's house comes down and the world breaks apart with a sad face. (laughs) And you blow up. And that's the end of being mad. All right. And this poem is called The Weather Called Nice. There was weather called nice. It was like chunks of ice. It hit you on the head and then you went to bed. When you woke up, you turned nice because of the ice. And when it hit you on the head and then you went to bed. But it was not nice when you got by the sun and it wasn't too fun because then you got mad and you were bad to everyone. So you got sad. So you had to find the ice that made you nice. And then you found it. So you sprinkled it on your head and went to bed. And the next morning you were nice. But then you went by the sun again. All right. I got one more called Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, yuck! Brussels sprouts, gag! Don't ever say that word again! How could somebody ever eat it? I think I'd rather die than eat it. Then, whoops, my mom says it's nutritious. My dad says it's delicious. Yuck, they're all wrong. I'll never make my kids eat Brussels sprouts. Well, I really hope that you enjoyed those wonderful pieces. I mean, I really hope you enjoyed mine. But the other two from Shauna and from Angela, who, again, her last name is Bearwolf. I just love that her name is Bearwolf. I really hope you enjoyed those two. We have a lot more from that night, and we are going to be releasing that in the coming months. And uh, we will have a few of the readers on to kind of do the regular explanation thing that we do and uh, 
So yeah, subscribe so that you can hear those upcoming episodes because let me tell you, they're going to be great. We Honestly, we had so many good readings happen at Read It and Weep show live. You don't want to miss the next one. Speaking of the next one, we don't know when it is yet, but the best way to stay on top of that knowledge is to subscribe to this podcast, but also go to Facebook and search Madison Story Slam. Hit the like button on that one. And then if you also search Read It and Weep Show and hit the like button on that one, the events will be posted at both of those Facebook pages. And then if you like the Madison Story Slam one, that will help you find our other events, which are called Madison Story Slam. We have people come and tell true stories based on a theme. Our next one is May 19th at the Wilmar Center. That's Saturday, May 19th at the Wilmar Center in Madison, Wisconsin. The doors open at 6 and stories start at 7. The theme is redemption, so you should come and hear some great stories all about redemption. Any kind of story that you could have that could fit into that theme, come tell it. We want to hear it. We're sponsored by Ale Asylum, so you know there's good things to drink there. Let's see. What else? If you want to be featured on the Read It and Weep show... If you have something you want to read, whether it be at a live show or if you want to do it in the studio like we've done in the past, you need to submit your piece to us by emailing it to readitandweepshow at gmail.com and we will get in touch with you and make it happen. Thank you to Shauna and Angela once again for reading their pieces. We're wonderful. And, as always, we hope the people you are now learn something from the people they were then.